0: The Lasso Way with Matt and Neil. Lasso Way, episode eight. The Diamond Dogs. Neil, how's it going? Great. Very good. Uh, it's gorgeous. I'm out in my three seasons porch tonight. I don't know where you're at, but I'm finally getting some good weather here. Hopefully it's the same down where you are. But Should we get into it this week? Uh, I'm going to change it up a little bit. I'm going to give a brief like overview of the whole episode and then we'll just talk about some high points here. I think, um, we're going to call it a map cap. <laughs> Apple's Apple's recaps are too short and, uh, we don't need to do the deep dive on it as we have been. So, um, the team AFC Richmond is back from its road trip to Liverpool. And there's a lot to unpack in this episode, Neil, um, including Nate from the luggage hold. Once again, <laughs> he got back from the karaoke bar apparently in, uh, just didn't want to miss the bus, he said, so he just crashed <laughs> down below. Um, it's a pretty long bus trip back, and Ted doesn't say a word, but when they get back, he confides in Beard about his one-night tryst with Sassy. Neil, her real name is Flo, just an update from last episode. Uh, I figured that out here. So, um, And uh, as a result of that, we get the formation of the Diamond Dogs, so Ted can make peace with his feelings about his one-night stand. Um, Jamie parlays his half chub from scoring a free kick with Man City into a full chub with Keeley. So we get to see Jamie Tart in this episode, which is always lovely. Uh, although he wasn't as terrible this episode, um, and the, the focus of the episode is an all out battle at the dartboard between Ted and Rupert, if that's a, if that's possible to be a thing, Ted white Knights and, uh, completely humiliates Rupert in the process which is just fantastic to watch. Um, Well, well, I'm sure we'll do a deeper dive into that in a little bit. Um, But despite this humiliation at the hands of the hillbilly she brought across the pond, um, Rebecca still wants to use Ted and the team to stick it to Rupert in order to try and take away her own pain. Uh, Higgins, his hometown team, like we've talked about before, is on the brink of relegation, and this kind of just breaks him because he doesn't want to give away the 10,000 seats to Man City. So uh, we finally find out what happens to Higgins if he tells Rebecca to fuck off Um, and long story short. uh, Yeah. He doesn't have a job anymore. He doesn't really get canned mind you. He, uh, he quits himself, but um, yeah, either way, he doesn't have a job. Um, Keely and Roy have a lovely date um, after a little diamond dog intervention for Roy. Unfortunately for Rebecca, this allows Keely to learn of her plan hiring a photographer to undermine ted and uh keely tells rebecca that she better come clean to ted or that she's going to do it for her so like i said a lot packed into this episode neil um and there are a lot of highlights but did you have any general thoughts about this episode before we do a little bit deeper dive into some of our favorite parts
1: i think uh one of my general thought you know like I don't know. the 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 whole series is like kind of paints the world the way the way it should be instead of maybe how it is, you know. But like, um, like the emotional uh, men in this episode, and and and, and also like just the uh, the aftermath of of one night stands, you know. Like, there's a couple <laughs> yeah. there's a couple different in- instances of that in this episode and that's not something that's usually portrayed in in tv um you know like there's a lot of like locker room talk because they're actually in the locker room talking about things but not not the like the typical what we see or think of as men's locker room talk which is kind of kind of good you know it's just kind of talking about more the emotional side and and uh you know, like, what? you know, like the aftermath of, of some of these one night stands and and, you know, um, you know, Ted gets into it with his one night stand and uh Keeley and uh, Roy talk about it with their experience with one night stands, too. It's just it's a very different yeah. portrayal, which I thought was good.
0: Yeah. Well, and Rebecca, even at the beginning, like she's trying to sneak out of the room and then she's like, the hell am I doing? It's my freaking room. Like, oi get the heck out of here dude um but yeah it's it's not something you would think to see in a men's locker room um what is it four dudes huddled around and nate even despite the fact that he's still puking in a bucket from being hung over he's just like i've always dreamed about this yeah he's happy
1: he's happy to have the kind of what what would probably be categorized more as like girl talk you know like you know but uh, these guys do not suffer from the, you know, the stereotypes of toxic masculinity, you know, they're, you know, they're more in touch with their feelings. And I think there's also a portion in in this episode where Roy was kind of hiding some of the stuff that, that he does for like self-care and he, you know, like (laughs) as a group, he has, you know, he does yoga with some older ladies and uh, you know, like, you know, one of the older ladies was going through a divorce and he, he was there. Maureen. For, yeah. Was, was there for, for Maureen and uh, was out late. And, but he didn't, he didn't want to admit it that he's doing yoga. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, gabbing with the ladies, but, you know um, <laughs> you know,
0: and being just, emotionally available. It. Yeah. I love his de- delivery of all those lines too. He's like, she's like, where the heck were you? He's like, I was busy. Yeah. yeah, but you didn't call me back or text me. He's like, Yeah, I was busy. Yeah. He's like, She doesn't know what to do with like how direct he's being. But she also, I mean, maybe has some trust issues after Jamie, I suppose. But but yeah, he's like, Yeah, I was busy. He just keeps saying that. And so finally he breaks down and it's just pretty funny. Yeah, I a bunch think, of six
1: I think six-year-old women that
0: don't know who he is.
1: I think Keely's really interesting in this episode too, because she's up to this point like or through most of the season is a very confident um individual and you know she's very much insecure about the start of this relationship you know she doesn't know you know how roy feels about her or if roy wants to hang out with her or not yeah um and that you know that causes some mayhem the way you know the way he answers you know kind of puts that in in uh in limbo and 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 sends her on her path that she ends up taking in episode two.
0: Yeah. Well, and Jamie Tart, lucky as always, kind of benefits from that, uh, (laughs) the the stuff that uh, Roy puts in place, but, uh, yeah, but Roy being the romantic that he is, you know, essentially just says that he gets over it pretty quickly after, like I said, some intervention from the diamond dogs, um, and says that he uh, <laughs> he likes her more than he hates Jamie, but it's just just by a little bit, um, which I guess is a compliment to her. That must mean that's a gets a good indication that he does like her quite a bit. But mm-hmm. um, so, getting back to the Diamond Dogs, though, just a very specific question. I kind of preferred Ted Lasso's Personal Dilemma Squad for the name. I don't, I don't know about you, but uh, did you have a favorite of the ones that came in? I think there was eq warriors knights of support proud boys which prompted a uh prompted a little bit of vomit from nate at that point uh, and then uh like i said ted lasso's personal dilemma squad ultimately the diamond dogs won but uh i, I kind of preferred the idea of the satin jackets with the personal dilemma squad on them i don't know about you
1: <laughs> i don't know
0: I, I need to listen to the bowie song i guess
1: a few more t- times to uh, also <laughs> um diamond dogs is uh is a group of dancers in moulin rouge too so that's that's a good movie too so i don't know i'm not i'm not partial to any of them whatever sticks i think i think the fact that they howl you know like after they've uh solved the case you know they yeah they have their howl. i I don't know you wouldn't have that with some of the other names but uh it is an interesting group for sure like again it's not something that we would um Think that a group of of men in their uh, profession would be an emotional support squad? Um, (laughs) Yeah, um, but yeah, it's uh, again paints the world the way, way it maybe should be instead of the way it actually is.
0: Well, yeah, and I, I can't honestly tell you that I've ever had a conversation with male friends of mine about emotional quotients. So to think that you might uh, name your group the EQ Warriors, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that's something uh, that, that we'd ever tackle. But um, it is. I mean, it's kind of the brain trust of the whole operation. At a certain point, not, they're not dealing with football this time. But it. Uh, I mean, Ted's dealing with some stuff, though. I mean because he's essentially he's talking to beard and he's they get the whole group together ultimately but you know he's just saying look i'm trying to come into peace with having a mental breakdown at a karaoke joint sleeping with a woman he just met and then getting a divorce in the middle of all that (laughs) i mean that's a busy night. i i think uh i'm glad he has the diamond dogs there no question because i think he well i think he needed them
1: and well and shortly thereafter um you know, the second meeting of the Diamond Dogs. It looks like Roy comes into the office even before Ted and uh yeah. you know Ted <laughs> rounds up the Diamond Dogs. And I think Ted really makes almost a full recovery when he's you know deep into Roy's problem, right? Like yeah. where, where yeah. he's you know, you know, got some of his sarcasm sarcasm uh about Roy's yeah. situation, you know. Yeah <laughs> you can't control your emotions so you should let your emotions control you i think was a really good yeah. line um, yeah
0: he's chandler banging a little bit uh um,
1: yeah a, a little bit in the running for a, a lassoism for me
0: but yeah i mean there's there's a main scene in this episode that like I, I think it's hard to pull a lassoism from anything up but that but um i do like roy's uh description of jamie i do appreciate though calling him the prince prick of all pricks um i i I did appreciate that um but beard brings it on home for roy and just says grow up and get over it dude like (laughs) um and it sometimes is that simple and it solves it for roy um which is which is pretty good uh but keely's um she's working in this episode too she's uh trying to get some promotion work for the boys of afc richmond um <laughs> Did you have any favorites on that? Um, wh- what are you promoting if you're a footballer in England, Neil? You, I, you going I with? Think, bro-
1: <laughs> I think she's got her work cut out for her for sure to try <laughs> to try to monetize any of the, the things that they're into. Like, yeah. uh, so, so like some of the things that she's getting for feedback are: uh, <laughs> Colin would have sex with a pair of Jordans. Um, which I don't know how you'd make an ad with that, but, and I don't think, I don't think Jordans are doing any, well, no, actually uh, PSG, don't they have, uh, uh, Paris Saint Germain, don't they have, uh, the Jordan logo on their jerseys? I don't remember, but, uh, yeah, but not, not a lot of soccer, uh, and Jordan crossover, but, um, no, the, uh. So that's where that one
0: breaks down with you. That's where that one breaks down with you. It's just not soccer centric. Yeah.
1: Well, (laughs) and then Sam, Sam wants to like, you know, he's salt of the earth. He wants to endorse pro environmental issues (laughs) or anti-pollution issues,
0: which, uh,
1: you know, I don't know how you monetize that. Um, And then then,
0: issue oriented products.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. And then, Danny Rojas, of course, wants Mucho. To endorse, mucho, joy. <laughs> <laughs> wants to endorse joy, which, you know, and he even admits he's like, "I yeah. give joy for, for free."
0: Yeah, which is, he, he, he's not worried about monetizing that in any way, shape or form, because so she doesn't have to worry about that aspect of it. but um, but, but yeah, I would don't say, forget Isaac. Don't forget yeah, Isaac: That is though. my
1: favorite. I saved that for last. <laughs> I think that's okay. my favorite because like he's very a matter of fact he just wants to do rolos yeah and he and it, says N- none of that sour patch bullshit yeah. which which made me think it, you know is that a callback to when you know ted thinks that you know he, the pinnacle of lucky is falling yeah. out of a money tree and landing in a pa- in a pile of sour patch kids and money
0: yeah i don't know yeah but, absolutely could be and I mean, even if it's not a throwback to that, like the man knows what he likes at least, right? Like, (laughs) And I feel that's kind of the way that guy plays soccer too. Like he's got one purpose when he's on the field and it's just to be the big dude that like intimidates everybody. So he's got one purpose on the soccer field and he's going to have Rolo commercials and that's it. Like, because she's like, oh, chocolates and sweets then? He's like, no, just Rolos. Rolos. I want want nothing else but Rolos, (laughs) which I mean, as far as candy bars go, I can't say that I've ever like purchased a Rollo at a checkout counter uh or cashier like on the way out of the grocery store like oh grab me some Rolos, dude like just not something I've done but uh I don't know maybe that's some people's bag it's not mine I guess but um but yeah so yeah she certainly uh, got her work cut out <laughs> for like you say um but the Milk Sisters. Um, Ted has some pretty good milk puns in this uh, in this episode, sure. which, which I loved as well. Because um, he's he's once again kind of going to Rebecca, you know, to thank her and stuff. Saying that he'll always be there for her and all these things. And she immediately hits him up for it. Because she certainly gets a lot out of this relationship. There's no question about that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they, they go to the pub thinking they're going to, meet the Milk Sisters, and it turns out we have to have another freaking episode with Rupert. Um,
1: well, and, and Rupert, like, it is the slowest build-up to... Like, and I think you kind of get it, that the Milk Sisters aren't going to come. Like, yeah. something's, something's going on here. Something's up. But he definitely, like, delays delivering the news that, oh, yeah, yeah. we acquired their 2%-ish
0: Steak. Two point two point nine, rounded down to two. Yeah. yeah. The two percent. Obvious milks. reasons. Yeah. Yeah. But, Absolutely. Uh,
1: they uh you know he definitely milks it. And you know, it really struck me in this scene. Hold on a second. Know, talked... did, you
0: milk... did you just say he definitely milk did you say he definitely milks it? <laughs> <laughs> was that in t- was that intentional? No, it's not
1: intended. But, um... well done. <laughs> so, but like
0: that was your breast milk fun of the episode so far. <laughs>
1: but um, they're like, like Ted and Rupert are like direct opposites of each other. They're both very smooth, but they do it in a very different way. Right. Like, yeah. like Rupert, like slow plays the, the delivering of the news that is going to rip Rebecca's heart out as slow as possible and Ted kind of milks a lot of his, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, positive <laughs> stuff for as much as it's worth. Um, I just think yeah. that that's kind of interesting in this episode, you know, how they're almost like, I don't know, evil, evil adversaries, you know, like, you know, Rupert's Ted's evil adversary.
0: <laughs> they're a dyad in the force, but exactly. uh, it's, yeah, it's certainly interesting. I mean, it's fun to watch these guys because I mean we both know what they're doing. They don't have a clue though. I don't think either of them do, uh, but they're both hustling the other one. <laughs> um, and watching Ted hustle him is just gives me mucho mucho joy, as uh, Danny would say. Because I think at, at some point we're gonna have to have a bonus like a bonus episode where we talk about favorite scenes. The dart scenes just got to be up there for the whole sure. uh, the whole first series uh it's 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 certainly going to be tough for anything to beat that um there's some stuff in the finale that's pretty good but the
1: way he talks
0: through like oh yeah at the
1: very end the climax of the scene where he he talks through you know like Rupert you know underestimating him and he's been underestimated his whole life and it used to bother him but you know I, is that is that your the, the is that the climax of the scene is that your lassoism for this episode it is for
0: well me. the the climax of the scene is barbecue sauce i suppose but uh sure. but the walt whitman quote is, is is the lassoism for this episode it's got to be though right for sure I mean, yeah um, but
1: but, it, but but can it can it be a lassoism because it's walt whitman right
0: well, it's Ted saying it. I mean, yeah, y- yeah. You're taking issue with this. You had one from Higgy. No, boy a no. no. Episode. It, 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 <laughs> it, it
1: almost in- it almost encapsulates the um, the series. And and yeah. uh, I've listened to some interviews of the creators of the show, and and that's one thing that they they've said is the best kind of like foreign American is like the American that's you know kind of clueless but curious you know it's um yeah. I don't know yeah
0: well and like I don't think we I don't think it's not limited to being American either but I don't think there's a lot of that around anymore I think everybody is very tribal these days right and so it's make a conclusion about something and then just kind of run to your corners um don't ask questions I mean, it's the old Colbert kind of truthyism things, like, you know, as, as between facts and opinion, I'll stick to my opinion because facts can change kind of. Like nobody wants to actually ask questions and, and you know be informed about stuff. And um I certainly think that's gotten worse over the last several years in our country and elsewhere too. Not to just hit only Americans, but but yeah, I mean we've talked about it before. Ted is I don't know. Like you kind of almost think he's kind of happy, dumb for a little bit, but like, he's a lot smarter than he lets on and stuff though. And, and this quote kind of sums him up in a lot of ways. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, essentially if Rupert had been asking questions, he would have found out that he probably didn't want to step into the, I don't know. Is it the dart line with, with Ted? Is that, is that the thing? But, um, but yeah, I mean, Rupert kind of just has this holier than thou attitude and, um, I, I mean, Ted, I think wants to get after him a little bit after the way he's treating Rebecca because he's pretty nasty in that scene, um, and, and that's saying something for Rupert because he's pretty nasty all the time. But, uh, but yeah, that that dart scene, best scene of the best scene of the series for me so far. Uh, oh, without question, yeah, it's yeah. it's
1: really great. Like, I mean, I wonder if they they didn't really like almost look at like the color of money or or something like that you know like a pool yeah. hustling scene as yeah. is, is inspiration for that cuz it it's really quite good um but uh yeah the the way he delivers his lines in, in between throwing darts is was great and well in yeah. the, the beginning part of the scene like where he's throwing darts with his right hand and then switches <laughs> to oh I forgot I was left-handed yeah. you know right at the end there is is awesome
0: well, and that's in response to Rupert's, you know, cute little uh, hustle trick, too, to say, like, oh, he just happens to be carrying darts in his, you know, yeah. jacket pocket, too. And it's just like, you know, Ted's a man of the people. He's just using the darts everybody else uses. And, uh, oh, yeah, it just so happens that he's left hand <laughs> throws a bullseye <laughs> right there. And, well, and it's like, also it, – go ahead. Sorry he just kind of slow plays it the whole, like he pretends like he's never played darts before though, the whole time. Cause even with May, she, he's like, yeah, just like, what do I need to win at the end? Or like, he tells Rupert, like, just, just tell me, you know how I'm doing and all this stuff. It's like, so some of it's like, I don't know if he's hustling or if he truly doesn't know the actual rules and he's just like, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, what, two triple twenties and a bullseye. Okay. I guess that's what I'll do then. <laughs> So I, I, it's a pretty good hustle, though, for sure.
1: I think one thing that you know, having watched it a few times too, we do get insight into, like, his his family life. You know, uh, growing yeah. up too. Like, I mean, the way he where he says something, you know, to the effect of, you know, if you would have asked questions, you would have known that I played darts yeah. every week with my dad until he died when I was, I think, sixteen or something 16. like that. But
0: yeah so um that uh well and because up to this point we don't we don't know that about him because he he made reference earlier in an episode where it made you think like his dad ran out on him or something like that because he's he's talking about the connection he has with his players and saying essentially like look you know what's worse than this is like having you know growing up with nobody believing in you kind of thing and it's like so you kind of think ted lasso's been abandoned but that's
1: that's not what it is
0: it's it's uh that's not what it is it's just his dad passed away when he was 16 so um you know that's that's obviously he's got issues from that i would imagine so but uh yeah which
1: what's what's going on with his mom are we going to find out and and it you know like it seems like he may have had a strong an influence from a very strong woman in his life potentially will that be a great cameo when ted's mom shows up like i think that'd be super interesting
0: yeah are we gonna have a flashback episode at some point to when 10 is like or ted is like 10 to 16 <laughs> years old playing darts with his old man and his mom i mean I, when, he's, te- when I, he's
1: 10 does he have a thick mustache
0: absolutely i would imagine he does um i i can't imagine him without it at this point but uh but yeah um just an all around great scene. Yelling barbecue sauce right before he slams it home on in Rupert's face.
1: <laughs> so is that is that just his, his word that like calms him? Is that like his spirit animal or something like that? I don't know.
0: I, I don't I think that's as close as Ted Lasso gets to shit talking somebody. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's just like saying barbecue sauce or something. I have no idea. I mean, um but yeah, I mean, it could it could be is calming. Is a clear the mechanism thing from the Kevin Costner baseball movie from a long time ago. If that's, if that's what we're going after, but, uh, but yeah, Rebecca's got to buy a round of drinks after this one though. That's for sure. Which she begrudgingly does. Um, and those dudes can drink uh, for sure. those. I don't know how long these dart matches go on, but it didn't seem like it was that long and they were, they were like to the ankle portion of that boot that sure. they all ordered, <laughs> and they were getting more. So those well, dudes and, are going to get rolled and Ted, home.
1: And Ted is Ted is like turned the super fans. It seems like only one of them is still like like super angry at Ted. Yeah. You know the 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 other two like I mean what is it uh, Sam and uh, or not Sam what is it Jeremy and Paul. Are, like yeah. are totally on board with ted now because yeah. he because he knows their name and baz is still very angry but. yeah
0: yeah i mean i think paul even says it in this episode he's like it's kind of cool that this old gaffer knows who we are yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and baz is kind of like i think he almost like well i think he tells him to shut up you stupid twat or something like <laughs> yeah, that Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh but rebecca gets after him a little bit in this episode too which is fun but but yeah, Ted kind of wins all of them over with this dart match kind of. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't know if it's called a dart match or a game. I don't. What's your? You watch any ESPN Ocho on the, when they have darts on, Neil?
1: Uh, and you
0: set me straight on that.
1: Only <laughs> only when they're going to block me out of some channel they they show darts and <laughs> and cornhole tournaments. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Which Ted is more of a cornhole man, so maybe you'll see yeah. him on the Ocho sometime. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, um, it, it's there's a lot of emotion in this episode for sure. Um, And uh, I I think we had talked about um, there there's, there's some hard feelings still between Rebecca and and Higgins and that kind of blows up in uh, kind of the, the penultimate scene, I guess, well, I guess it's the last scene, but it's uh, near the end or the beginning of that scene. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Rebecca, again, like she's earned her right to kind of be pissed off at, Higgins and the club in general um but it was I mean again a difficult thing to do but Higgins kind of owns up to it he's like yeah for sure um I should have been a better person and I should have been more brave um when Rebecca kind of calls him out for you know kind of shuffling her around so Rupert could have these affairs within the building um but again I mean just like it's difficult to You know, do some of these other things that we've been talking about. It's difficult to apologize to someone like that as genuinely as Higgins did. Um, Doesn't seem to have much impact on Rebecca, obviously, because she pretty much just says that she's going to make his life hell. um, Even after he quits, because she knows he's going to come back and uh, that's just how she's going to do it when he gets back. But um, but yeah, I I think we've got a couple apologies throughout this episode. Um, Higgins had that one. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, and they were all really heartfelt. Like Higgins is like super eloquent in his apology yeah. and, and sincere. Um, Roy's was more comical, you know, especially <laughs> with the uh the um you know, the press room being used yeah. to ask yeah. questions, but but uh also um very sincere in in his apology. Um and Jamie was the most down to earth that he could possibly be you know yeah I was
0: like I was gonna say like, yeah, <laughs> let's temper that a little bit but uh but yeah fucking Jamie <laughs> he I mean, what, what was what was the
1: line something to the effect of like you you helped you, you saw an already great Jamie Tart, and <laughs> and saw an even greater Jamie Tart, or something like that. Yeah, yeah.
0: You, you yeah. saw an even greater Jamie Tart, and the great Jamie Tart, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, but but yeah, you're right. That's as sincere uh, as and genuine as Jamie Tart can be. But uh, but it was an, mean,
1: it was an acknowledgement of the impact that she had on his life, yeah. and you know, yeah. Um, I mean. You know, we haven't really seen Jamie since, you know, he's gone back. He's been, you know, his loan was called back to Man City. And, uh, you know, he's definitely showing some growth from his yeah. time uh, with Richmond, for sure.
0: Well, and he certainly still seems to think that uh, him getting called back was Ted's fault.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and uh, even even Keeley tries to walk him off of that. He's just, he doesn't want to hear it. No. Um, oh but you know uh so that that's an interesting thing but uh but yeah so to
1: to, put, to play devil's advocate for for jamie i mean it definitely seems like he has yeah. some abandonment issues with with his own father right like yeah yeah i
0: don't know i don't i don't i don't disagree that he has reasons but i mean i don't necessarily care sometimes <laughs> i don't i don't care about uh how you got somewhere if you're if you're a dick you're a dick Look. Like, I'm not going to make excuses for be, you. Be be but. curious, not judgmental my friend. Yeah. I <laughs> uh I am curious as to why he's such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz uh, there's no mistaking that. But No, I, I also, that is why that quote hits home probably so well is like, I think everyone could do that a little bit better. Is that, um, don't, don't write books on people that you don't know their whole story. Uh, for sure. sure. Uh, I think we're all guilty of that. I certainly am no question. So, um, but well, the story ends on, I mean, we, we have our first, I think like the biggest conflict of the series so far in, uh, Keeley storming into Rebecca's office to, kind of show her that photo that she paid for and, you know, saying that, you know, you either come clean to Ted or she's going to do it for her. Like we are set up for the last two episodes here. I think no question. Um, And uh, there's going to be some fireworks, obviously, but it's uh, it'll be a good run. (laughs) Um, But Royal Rumble rankings time, Neil, where's this episode at?
1: for, for me make this r- this is this is the new number one for sure yeah yeah i like the i like way the way like the last episode is very good and you know it kind of you know continues to go on the the, the uphill climb you know it's still going good into this yeah. episode from the last episode and then we have the the darts uh the dart the you know the time in the pub playing darts is yeah possibly the highlight of the
0: season almost it's it's yeah. great, not to mention the dogs the diamond dogs yeah. the yeah. formation so I, of the diamond dogs yeah that's right yep um, yeah I think we said it a while back, like I think the last three episodes they've they've stayed atop the power rankings for one week <laughs> they get they get supplanted by the next episode each week, so yeah, I'm with you, um, best episode um and and make rebecca great again is a fantastic episode mind you still like that's the thing is like the ones we were so high on early in the season are really getting down in the rankings here (laughs) um but it's just a function of more episodes being (laughs) released i guess but uh yeah any other general thoughts before we sign off
1: no, I mean, just like, uh, you know, the whole episode is real, real positive as, as a lot of them are, um, but it's good to see the portrayal of like, like emotional characters, right? Like people that have real feelings um, and, yeah. and, you know, not maybe some of the stereotypes we're, we're used to, which is, which is good. You know, Yeah. if, if there's enough portrayal like this, maybe the world will become more like this, I guess.
0: it's it can't hurt that's for sure that's what i'm going with so all right man well that's it for today till we do it again neil live like the lasso way